Welcome to episode 7 of the 2015 Big Footy Blues podcast, or if you prefer, week 2 of the Carlton Rebuild. Another week, another loss, so it was a little bit of business of usual, except for a spot of controversy surrounding the throwing of punches at Paul Chapman. Yes, that's right, Uh, Shandog is fortunate to escape suspension from the podcast for three weeks after he decided not to throw a punch at Chappie. Um, Chris Yaron is uh, pretty disappointed in you, Shan. Oh, (laughs) I tried to put the team first, you know. I'm, I'm a little. I have let everyone down, though. Soft, I will apologize. Yeah, soft. okay. <laughs> With us also, after having served her own voluntary suspension and sympathy, it's Mebby. Hey, Mebby. Hello, hello. I'm back. You're back. You're still yeah, the, the the rumors. You can call off the dogs. Call off the rumors. She is alive and well, and uh, back on the podcast. I am alive and well. I just was having a sabbatical. We got the band back together. That's, um, that's right. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, with um, no further ado, we'll just go straight into the weekend wake. This is the weekend wake. So our last game, which seems like an age ago now, it was a Saturday afternoon um, at the MCG. Carlton 11-18-84 went down to asterisk 16-9-105. Um, goals for Carlton, Henderson 2, Everett 2, singles to Judd, Gibbs, Armfield, Bell, Jones, Walker, Allard, best for Carlton, Murphy, Walker, Carrazzo, Cripps, Simpson, Armfield and Wood. Um, as we heard... Um, Chris Yaron has copped a three-match suspension out of that. Um, first, let's let's have a little let's, let's address this Chris Yaron suspension first, shall we? Sure. I've, I've, I, there's some different schools of thought. The, the board seems to be quite divided on this one. Yeah, you've definitely got the um, I think the guys who want or happy to see that and, and happy that Yaz has stood up for himself and whatnot. I can kind of understand that argument because we do feel I do feel like the team's been one that's been bullied around for a few years, and I can definitely get it. But look, you can't you can't left hook someone and expect to get away with it. That's it's a bit silly. I think if the shoe was on the other foot, and if it was Chapman that punched Yaron, there would be Carlton supporters calling for him to be banned for life. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but because it's the other way around, everyone's saying oh oh, you know, he's flying the flag for the team and blah, blah, blah. But to me, there's a difference between being a tough guy and putting your head over the ball like we would expect and hope that our players would do and breaking the rules and punching someone in the face, which isn't part of the game. So I think it was a stupid thing to do. I think it's terrible timing considering we're up against St Kilda this week and I think we've got Brisbane for his third week of suspension and they're two winnable games that we need the best players that we can have on the field so that we have a better chance of winning and he's going to be sitting in in the stands watching on so I think it was a stupid thing to do and he had plenty of other avenues to prove how tough he is. Um, There was a fair bit of provocation there Um, no doubt he had a brain snap in my mind Um, he did go a little bit far he did get sucked in by the wily veteran Um, 
I, I, I am from the school of thought that um, I, I am getting sick of seeing Carlton getting bullied and not really standing up for themselves. Didn't want to see it go that far. Uh, I do I do like Pose with um, Yaron with a fistful of uh, Chappie's Guernsey and uh, and uh, with a nasty look on his face. Um, that's the sort of aggression you do like to see. Um, if only he hadn't thrown the punch with it. But uh, well, that's but, it. Um, there was a there was a rousing um, sound of applause across uh, households all over the country. By the sounds of it, um, it wasn't just Carlton supporters thinking, uh, "Thank God, somebody's standing up." There was a, quite a few others who were happy. To, who was happy to see happy Chappy uh, to see him go down like that. Well, to be honest, like it is Paul Chapman, and he's a friggin' flog, and <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of footballers who've wanted to punch him in the face. But they haven't done it. And people like Tom Bell stand up for themselves perfectly fine without punching people in the face. Um, you know, I think there's a way that you can be aggressive and stand up for yourself and not get pushed around. That's within the rules. And that's what Carlton should be aiming to do. Was the uh, was the three weeks fair? I think it was. I, I think it was. He... Good record. Yeah. Um, think, and yeah. They, they did say there's... Um, it's up to the jury to decide how much provocation came into it. So I reckon he's lost. He they took a week off for the record, and they took a week off the provocation. Um, so that's that's probably. I, I was I was I said I'd be ecstatic with two, but expected three, and that's what it was. Um, meanwhile, Chapman did a David Polkinghorne um, <laughs> and, and threw Yaron under a bus. Basically, yeah, it just no shows favors. what a top bloke he is. Yeah, proving yeah. how punchable he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, and. Um, also, Goddard uh, tried to get Gibbs uh, suspended with his whole in the face. See, now um, there's a face I'd like to punch. Yeah. Is Brendan Goddard's BJ. Like, what a shit bloke. I, but. <laughs> I cannot believe that um, he was almost a Carlton were it not for our salary, salary cap breaches and we mourned the loss of Goddard for, for years. Well, bullet, see, that yeah. just shows that our salary cap breaches actually um, were a positive in some respects. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. might we might have been sent down to the bottom of the ladder for 10 years, but at least we don't have Brendan Goddard playing for us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the game itself, um, what did we think about – what did we think – okay, what's your highlight? What was your main highlight for Carlton? I, I suspect we're going to be similarly on the same page. but I reckon it was the fact that we played out the game. You know, we we sort of fell behind in the second and third quarter, and we thought it, I think most people would have thought, "Oh, here we go again." But um, regardless of whether Essendon faded a little bit, we actually fought out the game there. And a really optimistic person might say, if we had a kick straight, we could have won it. But you know, that's neither here nor there. You got to kick the goals. If you don't, then it doesn't really matter how many shots you had on goal. But we fought it out. Um, it seemed like the intensity was a lot better as well, and that's the sort of stuff we're looking for um, in the team, comparing it to the first few weeks. So that was that was definitely the positive that I took away. Also a negative for mine, the fact that we did that in that last quarter. Um, that as soon as we believed, we, we, we suddenly thought we were in, in with a shot, though when we were so far behind, you get six, six goals behind, then decide, hey, we can still win this, and then you start trying and busting a gut. Um, when they hadn't really been doing that in the second and third quarters, the desperation that last quarter is better than anything the rest of the game, um, and you'd kind of want to see that manic attack throughout the whole game. So it was it was good to see. It was probably never going to uh, pull off a victory for us. So it, in a way, it was just a massive tease. Mm. I do think looking at I think the the club YouTube channel uh, and, and website had some um, footage from 
uh, oh, leading up into the St Kilda game, they had a, an old 2011 game where Andrew Walker kicked the goal right before the siren for it, for us to win over the Saints. And looking through the highlights on that, I was struck by how fast we were chasing, moving, um, you know, our speed across the ground was so much more than what it seems like we have been in the first few weeks. And I'm wondering how much that's got to do with it. People have been saying, oh, we're not unfit, we're not this and that, but I think we're, we've got a slow team. Um, and, and unless we bring that intensity, then it looks like we're just being lethargic and, and rubbish. Have Hawthorne got a slow team, though, Chad? Oh, I, I don't know. They, they're, not, they're, 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 not, they're not fleet of foot across the board, are they? Maybe not, but I think the the ability for them to move the ball so well around the ground kind of makes up for that. The accuracy with the kicking and, and the good team structures of leading and creating space sort of negates maybe any slowness that they have. I guess that's my point, whether our structure is right and our skills are obviously down. So it, it's sort of a combination. Sometimes we think it's just one thing when it's really a Probably combination of a few things. Yeah, it's just not working. Um, maybe did you get anything out of the game? Well, um, I haven't actually watched it. So to be honest, my positive um, was going to the Northern Blues game instead and seeing quite a tight-knit and competitive unit over there. Um, a lot of the Carlton Lifted boys um that are playing tomorrow we're playing um hopefully so i guess it, it's still kind of relevant but yeah i didn't actually watch the Essendon game because there were so many negative um posts after it that i just couldn't be bothered it's probably a good idea <laughs> um a, a young young man by the name of karen or casey Byrne came on uh, for just over a, a quarter gathered nine possessions um <laughs> really provided a spark and, and um, looked like he had been playing for ages. Yeah, and that little bit of speed that he brought on, I think that was... Um, it, he seemed... Uh, maybe it was just coincidental or whatnot, but it really seemed like he was the catalyst for us to be moving the ball better back from half-back and, and through the middle. Um, he linked up a couple of times with some good one-twos and, and really put the afterburners on to deliver it forward. And it made us look so much better. And I guess that, again, goes into the, the way that we were moving the ball and the speed in the legs and everything. When he came on, it seemed the, the balance seemed to shift a little bit. So it was really disappointing that he hurt himself during the week. Yeah, a couple of players seemed to have hurt themselves during the week. It's, uh, that was a bit strange. What are they doing at training? I don't know. Like Do you think playing a little bit of Ducks and Drakes, maybe with um, with Juddy, for example? No. No, know. definitely with Juddy. I'm pretty sure at the start of the year they would have sat down and gone, right, how many games is he going to play and which ones will they be? Mm. Um, you wouldn't send him over here on the plane anyway. But Yeah, very disappointed that Byrne won't be, though, because from that quarter that he played, it was like, gee, looks like we've really got to play here. I know um, Harker has talked him up for a long time, um, watching him in the Northern Blues saying, geez, he could be anything, and I think he's dead right. Um, after that one quarter, most people were going, well, that's it, lock him in the team, starting yeah. on the ground. I, w- I was thinking that during the NAB challenge because um, the way he just pushes off his opponent and um, uh, keeps ball side uh, open for himself to go back and sort of um, – he just reads the play very well for an Irish lad, um, incredibly well, and um, he's got good foot, foot skills like – like they all do, which is yeah. a sad indictment on the rest of our team. Um, He's my favourite out of the three Irish boys, actually, from watching them in the Northern Blues last year. He's my favourite. Um, and he was a forward, I think, as SE Blue bangs on about all the time. See, someone's paying attention to you, mate. He was a forward in Gaelic football, so it looks like it's going to be a pretty smooth transition for him. I get the feeling he'll be able to play all over the ground. Just on the point, on, on our dominance, we actually smashed them in the clearances and the contested possessions, and we'd really be happy with that nine times out of ten. 
to to be beaten so resoundingly on the outside. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that does point to, you know, probably our lack of run, our lack of pace, uh, as you were alluding to, Shane. Um, all right, with that in mind, um, let's go straight to um, pre-game pep talk. So on Saturday, Anzac Day at uh, one ten PM New Zealand time, New Zealand time, um, or eleven eleven ten AM in the Eastern States, Carlton take on St Kilda. I'll barely be awake. Um, <laughs> eleven ten. Wow. Uh, all right, that'll uh, that'll be fun. Um, that's ten forty for me here. Ten forty in in, in Adelaide, and she's feel sorry for you guys in Perth. The Perth crew, you only have to get oh. up at 7 o'clock and watch it. Might as well not go to bed, to it's be honest. pretty much dawn service and then off to the footy. The outs for Carlton first. Uh, Chris Judd with this uh, back injury, um, if, it, if it is an injury. That's uh, with uh, Dr. Evil quotation marks. I think, <laughs> I think injury. First, first class was all full and he didn't want the, <laughs> didn't like the, didn't like the cushioning in uh, economy. Um, Chris Yaron with the aforementioned suspension and uh, Casey Byrne with the hamstring. We also talked about uh, in for Carlton. Very interesting. Uh, Jason Tutts back in the side after a week out. Uh, Blaine Bokhorst will make his debut. Um, had a pretty good game in the in the VFL, according to Mevi. Um, and good to see a lot of run and uh, ball usage. And uh, last and definitely not least, uh, Dylan Buckley has made his way back into the side. Comments, please, maybe. Oh, my God. I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> um, so, Bo I thought, would be a definite in. Um, I know that I hadn't had huge wraps on him from the NAB Challenge games, but he's definitely come a long way. Um, still probably won't play four quarters. Um, I'm assuming he'll be the sub because he did tend to tire out in the last quarter. Um, but Perhaps maybe subbed off. Well, yeah, but then if we get an injury, we're stuck with him on the ground at all four quarters and yeah. he's, it's going to be like Clem Smith all over again. Um, True. But different, obviously. Um, he, I would describe him as a much better Kane Lucas. He <laughs> did sort of um, seagull a little bit at the start and wasn't re- was a little bit hesitant when it came to putting his body on the line, but I think once he warmed into the pace of the game, he threw himself in there a little bit more. Um, with regards to Buckley, I thought he would be a 50-50 chance for tomorrow, maybe because there's quite a few injuries. Um, he's getting another shot, which obviously I'm really excited about. Um, but he he didn't have a huge impact, but well, he didn't have a huge amount of possessions, but when he did have the ball, it had good impact. Like he set up a couple of really nice goals. Um, and if you want run and carry in our side, then Bokehurst and Buckley are the two that you want. But with Tut, Tut didn't really do it for me. I know yeah. he had... 28, I think, possessions and three goals, but his goals all came quite late in the game when everybody else was run out on their feet. And I didn't think his possessions were all that influential. But, you know, give him, give, give a bloke a chance. Um, and I'm really, really, really disappointed that Wiley um, isn't playing tomorrow and he withdrew from the squad because he was the best on ground last week and I was so excited to see him come in. I think he's, he's really going to be something special and I think Jack might be the steak knives in that trade. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people would agree with what you were saying there. It seems to be the general sentiment on the boards is that um, everyone's very happy to see Buckley in there um, and, and a bit disappointed that Wiley isn't playing after his really good um, VFL match. So, yeah, the question... I think they're good ins, and especially if uh, Tut is going to get put up in the forward half and to try and keep pressure on um, with his speed and, and being a smaller player in, you know, from half forward onwards. Because we don't really have... I mean, Menzel's not there, which is a little bit surprising, actually. I thought he might have only been out for a week. Um, but, yeah, no Menzel in the forward line, so we're kind of short of short players, short of smalls. So it might be it might be good to have Tut up there for that, and that might be what he's coming in for. Um, and, and Buckley can, I guess, go between that Yaren role and being up forward perhaps as well. So um, I think the ins are really good, um, and it is a shame that, that Wiley isn't there because from what people are saying, you know, th- th- he looks like someone who can be playing plenty of games for us. Yeah, well, the Saints are uh, obviously they're young and they're rebuilding, um, but uh, they are they are a running side. Uh, they do like to move the ball fairly quick, um, and um, they've, they've shown a few decent sides. And I think, you know, just the fact that we were so badly shown up on the outside by an Essendon side that is not really express. Mm. They just move the ball well. Um, I, I think we probably got a little bit scared. We've gone for three um, running players this week to um, sort of counterbalance all those, you know, your, your, your tagging types, you know, your Kerno and your Bell and your Carazzo. Uh, and um, Armfield sort of type, so I th- you know we're going to be we're, we're going to look fairly quick as long as we can uh, maintain possession. So uh, if nothing else, if it all goes pear shaped for us, at least we're going to. Uh, it's not going to be a slog unless. Well, that's actually that's a good that's a good point. Maybe and uh, maybe he's actually in Wellington as we speak. I am Our I international went correspondent. The yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what's what's the weather expected to be? Um, today was quite, it was really sunny, but it was, I think, a top of 17 degrees and tomorrow is looking to be the same. But there was an earthquake here today and one yesterday with a few aftershocks. So, um, hopefully there's no earthquakes tomorrow. Cameron Wood just tweeted saying, um, the old pre-game earthquake trick, hey, something different. Um, <laughs> so, I, so I don't know, um, hopefully there's no earthquakes, I suppose. Well, hopefully the only earthquake is if uh, Levi starts to split a few packs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you make the earth move, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do that when, when HBF makes a dad joke that I don't find funny. I'm like, no, yeah. I, I, was, I, was actually, I was actually thinking the song and I thought, no, I'm not going to sing it. Yeah, <laughs> great, great song. Go on. You start. I'll join in, I promise. I feel the earth. Yeah, I'm not joining you. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you just set me up. Um, yeah. So, are we going to win the game? How how much? Uh, and who's going to be our stars? I think we're definitely a chance of winning this game. I've said this every game so far, but you know, I think we're definitely going to win this one. We've got a better team than St Kilda. Um, I really believe that. Um, I really hope that's the case too. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I think we're going to win. Um, I, I think there's every chance of a uh, perhaps a late change as well, um, with perhaps someone like Allard or um, Kerno coming out of the team just to make sure that we've got that speed for the the coverage of the the St Kilda runners in there because we've got Dick, um, Nick Graham, and and Christian Jackson the emergencies. We might see. Um, one of those come in instead. But look, no, no rewalt for St Kilda. Um, 
I think as long as we win that midfield battle and, and we won the contested ball last week, we keep that up and fix up the outside run issue, we should win by 10 goals. Oh, nice. Wowee. I'm thinking it's going to be a very ugly game of football with the two teams that are playing tomorrow. I think there's a high chance we'll, we'll win on behinds, not goals. <laughs> um, oh, God, I'm nervous. I would like to see Jack come in, actually. Um, I don't know who to take out because obviously I didn't see the game last week, but I would like to see him get another shot. Isn't Jamo injured? Yeah, apparently he's going to get up for the game, though. He trained okay. He's what I think a few people said on the boards. Jack but let's is... be real. Malthouse is a wily little fox when it comes to late changes. Mm. So Jamo might not get up for the game. I'd like to see Jack come in. But I think we'll win, and I think it will be we'll win by two goals and nine behinds. <laughs> no, I, couldn't I don't know what that works out to because I'm terrible at maths, but <laughs> look, it, it, it's too early. I'm going to be. I'm going to have to have a, a few morning coffees if we start missing early. Um, I, I don't know. I'm grouchy when I first wake up in the morning. Mm. Uh, look, um, happy 100th game to Andres Everett. Yeah, well done. Um, and uh, Yay, he, what, what a pickup he's been for us. So. Um, Definitely, yeah, uh, definitely part of our top dozen or so players and uh, uh, walk up start every week. So, um, yeah, look, I expect Carlton to win as well, and um, I'm not going to give any predictions as to margin. I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping and praying. Uh, you know, we win, people say, well, so you should. We lose, and uh, it's going to be a tough week, fellas. <laughs> well, to be honest, when because I wore my Carlton jumper to the airport. Today and that we'll, there was we were surrounded by St Kilda supporters, but every time we spoke to someone, they were like, "Oh God, who knows? It could go either way. We're fighting for the spoon, aren't we? Really?" And everyone just seems really like, "Oh God, <sighs> this is going to be rough tomorrow." Well, they, they've got some good young players, St Kilda, and they talk about St Kilda being undermanned. They're, they're missing Rewalt, Montagna, Montagna, Ray, maybe if it had a pinch. We're missing about seven of our best twenty-two. Mm. Yeah, but no one cares about us. Uh, no, nobody makes excuses for Carlton. None of our players are any good, apparently. No. Not Judd. Yeah. Whatever. What's he done yeah. for us lately? <laughs> Carried the team for a decade. Um, media has been all over Mick Malthouse this week again and uh, whether Carlton are going to uh, re-sign and whether they should re-sign him. Uh, players that we should be looking at trading. So, um, obviously, Gibson Murphy have copped a fair bit. Um, Murphy's come out again and said uh, he wants to be our next premiership captain and um, the players all love Mick and um, want him to stay. So the club itself, Stephen Trigger spoke, he's been all over the media this week as well and he's spoken very well, very articulately. He does put a few journos in their place. Um, but he's uh, he's very non-committal as to what's going to happen. Uh, as far as coaching, we're going to see mid-season. So... Uh, we dropped this game, and I don't. That mid-season review is not going to go well. Yeah, I kind of so, feel like um, the club no, just needs to keep out of the media at the moment. Um, everything, everything that someone says um, is really has a lot of negativity thrown towards it. Even, even no matter how positive the me- the um, the message is. So, might be just about time to try and we. And it seems like we have been in the media a lot um, in the last week yep. or two. So, let's just. Uh, Pull back and let the football do the talking for a little while. There's nothing's going to major is going to change anytime you know very soon. So let's just play football. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think Trigger's right to put it off until mid-season. I mean, I would hate to be judged based on the sample size that they're running with this year. I mean, obviously we've got the last two years as well, but I think 
because the messages to the public have been quite mixed over the last two years, that's why there's so much consternation when it comes to what we're going to do with our coach. Yeah, true. Um, it's still mixed, Penny. Yeah. The players and Mick are saying that uh, we want we want to win. We're in need of win and, and so forth. And they're dismissing, basically dismissing their whole rebuilding oh. stuff. And while the club themselves are saying we're being honest with the fans and telling them we're rebuilding, so we're still getting, still wondering if they're on the same page. Totally Mick's agree to, with you. Mick's trying to win and not worry about rebuilding because he wants to keep his job. It's it's a little bit of a a cluster, you know what? No, I totally agree with you. I think it's. They all need to get on the same page and whether they're going to lie to the fans and the members and say, we're not rebuilding, whatever, but at least they'd be giving a consistent message. It's ridiculous to hear someone, the coach say, Bocost is not getting a game, he needs to prove himself and then he's selected this weekend. And for him to come out and say, Levi's not getting a game until he kicks goals and then he gets a game after kicking no goals. Like It's, just, it's not just the mixed messages from the board to Mick, it's mixed messages from Mick to Mick. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's absolutely no consistency in anything that's coming out of the club at the moment, and I think that's contributing to this really murky. What the beep? I'll save you from sensitive is going on with the club. Competing forces again. You still got Bruce mm. Bruce Matheson dialer quote talking about how how crap Kernahan and and Greg Swan were. You know, oh, that really saying we me. saying we should be putting players. You know, uh, uh, trading some of our gun players. Um, the, the club's saying, hey, no, we're not indebted to power brokers and stuff. We're our own club and we need you. Power brokers don't do that much for us. Yet um, nobody's checking this guy again. Um, it's yep, and he, I think it's so disrespectful for him to come in and say that about the, the previous administration. We all know that they made mistakes, but everybody does, and let's just move on. Let's just park it. It happened, whatever. And let's just concentrate on the future rather than taking pot shots at the people that came before all the time. It's just ridiculous. Totally agree. Um, all right. I think we'll leave it on that note. Did anybody else have anything they want to say? Go Blues. <laughs> then we'll leave it this bit I still love them. I know that I've been a little bit more negative this year than what I have been in the past, but I think it's because reality has set in now. I think that's the same for a lot of us. Um, but at the end of the day, we'll, we'll always be Blues supporters. No matter what happens, we've had we've been through worse than this, and we're definitely going to come out the other side. Yeah, it's yeah. a good time of change at the moment, and I'm glad it's happening. Alrighty, all right. Thanks uh, for joining us once again. Thank you, Mebby, for joining us all the way from New Zealand using a tin can and a piece of string. Yes, well, I had to do some vocal exercises so I didn't put on that stupid accent um, <laughs> when I <laughs> when I was talking. Um, so yeah, no, you're welcome. I'm, I'll I'll wave to you from the Cape Town. <laughs> oh, we'll be looking. I'll be definitely be looking out for you. Yeah, and uh, thank you, Shandog, once more. No worries, thank you. I can't do accents, so I won't try. <laughs> no, that, was, that was really good. Well done. No, well, well, good. You sounded no. you sound, you sound, you sound exactly like Shandog. Right? <laughs> and uh, it uh, it is a Friday night uh, podcast. We almost didn't get one in the can this week, but uh, we will endeavour to get one out earlier next week, uh, at least one, and. Um, um, until then, uh, go baggers. Go blues. Yeah, and thanks for listening, Azul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Choice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See ya, guys. See ya. <laughs>